kindness and said to them, do business, do work, do kingdom agenda until I come back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The, the underpinning of the sermon today is the kingdom of God has come in power and authority. Turn, turn to your neighbor and say, power, power. And, authority. and authority. We have power and authority in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, even now, Father, as we stand, please remove Tracy out of the way and allow your Shekinah glory to fall fresh on us. Hide me behind your Shekinah glory, Lord. Not only allow there to be preaching power, let there be hearing and receiving power. Allow us to breathe in what you are breathing out. Lord, even now, Lord, even now, have your way. Lord, have your way. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. In many of the songs that the choir preach, there are words of the gospel. We, we listen and, and, and sometimes we're rocking to the beat, but we're not listening to the word. I mean, there's some songs that, that you ought to be saying out of your mouth because it is actually confessing faith. When they was talking about being covered, when, when they was talking about, I'm not worried about it, they are really talking about the power and authority that we have to live our life in spite of circumstances that may happen to us. It's more than just songs. What's this? Until we are walking in the power that God has given us, it's not real to us. That's why certain things will hit somebody and somebody else don't fell asleep. And a lot of times, we discount the promises of God, the word of God, because we haven't tapped into it by faith. So we just think it's words because we're not walking in the reality of it. Listen, that doesn't make the word, the word of God any less true. It's just that we have not tapped into what God has given us because we're not working our faith to recognize how real not only he is. Listen, 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 listen. I'm not just talking about salvation. I'm talking about the kingdom of God and power and authority being real in our life to deal with world situations. I'm talking about what God has made accessible to us that we leave on the table because we're not tapping into it by faith and we are allowing our circumstance to dictate our truth. There's a difference between facts and truth. 
was on the boat. And our fact is, Peter was on the boat, and humans are not supposed to walk on water. Fact is, there was a storm. And Peter, because of his excitement for Jesus, said, bid me, I don't think he knew what he was talking about, bid me to walk to you. But, but he was looking at Jesus and said, Lord, if you're able, I'm able. So if you call me, I'm going to step out. And by faith, he was doing the supernatural. Do you think that story's in the Bible because it's a child's story? No, that's an adult story that is telling us whatever your storm may be. Trust God. See Jesus. Keep your eyes on him. And you don't have to lose your mind. You don't have to worry, you don't, you don't have to worry about it. You can, you're covered. And God will cover everything concerning us. But my question is this. Are we taking, and watch this, this is a battle. It's as much as a battle for me as it is for you. But, but watch this. We have to learn that the word of God is more true than our circumstance. And, and watch this. And when our faith rises up, we tap into kingdom authority that we are walking over our circumstance. God don't have to change your circumstance. He can give you power that your circumstance don't bother you and you can walk through your circumstance with joy and peace knowing that I'm covered. This is the last song they sung that, 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 that go get your inheritance. He's not talking about your inheritance in heaven. What he's saying is that you got inheritance right now. I think one of the things that we're going to realize real soon is how much we have left on the table because, watch this, we didn't trust God enough. <laughs> Eight o'clock got kind of like a benefit today because Britt was sitting back there. So I said, hey, Britt, you remember when uh, you was about four and I promised you about your birthday? He said, yeah, that's it. He ain't going to lie for me. And he will lie for me. He loves God, so he ain't going to lie for me. I said, am I telling the truth? Yeah, Dad, you telling the truth. I said, how many toys did you get? Too many. And then I confessed. Brett, I bought more than that. But half of them I saved from your birthday to Christmas because you provoked me by thanking me and believing me ahead of time. Are you provoking God by your faith? I mean, God who, who can't lie. God who, who look, look at this parable. Look at this parable. Look at this. He is correcting some thinking, and the word of God always corrects our thinking. They suppose that Jesus was coming or the Messiah was coming to set up an earthly kingdom to subdue the Roman kingdom. Did you know our, our vision is too small? You know, what they were talking about, these Roman people are over us and the Messiah is coming to, to, to subdue them 
and make us the number one nation in, in the world. That, a, that is a small vision. You know what Jesus really came to do? To take Satan, who has set himself up as the God of this world, and grab people out of his power and set up a spiritual kingdom with his people in Satan's world. He didn't come, he wasn't worried about the Romans. He was taking care of the king of the world who was Satan. He beat him, conquered him, and then empowered his people to walk in power to take over. Hold on, y'all didn't catch that, did y'all? He empowered us. He empowered you to walk in kingdom authority. You know what? Sometimes, Y'all see my mouth move, but y'all not hearing the words that's coming out of my mouth. Because Satan has so beat us that, that, that Jesus, now the person's there, I'm going to sit here. Jesus, this, this parable said, he went, came, and now he done sat down. He said, I have empowered y'all to do it. We're waiting for Jesus to do it. And Jesus said, what, I already did my part? I have empowered you. You are kingdom servants. You are my citizens. Use my name. I have empowered you. I have, I have given you everything you need. I've given you my, pre my promises. You need to rest in my promises. I have sat down so that you can stand up. I think it's time for us to stand up. I think it's time for us to say, I'm not leaving anything else on the table. I think it's time for us to say, I'm going to do what he's commissioned me to do. I'm going to dream bigger. I want every blessing he has for me. I'm going to walk in my peace. I'm going to walk in my authority. Is there anybody tired of the devil beating you up? Is there anybody tired of life stealing your joy and your peace? Is there anybody tired instead of walking in authority, walking in weakness? Is there anybody? Maybe I'm in the wrong place. Maybe I'm not talking to the right people. But the, but the truth of the matter is, we waiting on God, and God is waiting on us. Let, let, let me. Genesis is the book of beginnings. If you want to know God's intent, you go back to, to the beginning. If you really want to know what God wanted to do for us and with us, you go to Genesis 2, 1 and 2. And in Genesis 1 and 2, Listen to his talk to Abraham. I mean, not Abraham, but, but Adam. He says, I have given you authority, dominion. I have given you power. You, you are going to be the king of the earth. You're made in my image. And the animals are going to open that fact. You name the animals. As I raise them up in front of you, you name them. He said, what's it? He said, you have dominion. 
Did you realize that there was no such thing as weeds? Did you know that the ground couldn't produce nothing but what's good? Do you realize that the lion lay down with the lamb and the wolf lay down with the rabbit? Did you know that they wasn't fighting one another? Do you realize that even the heavens and the earth changed when Adam disobeyed? That the moon wasn't, matter of fact, Romans chapter 8 said that the whole creation is now subject to bondage because of what happened. The whole everything went into, everything changed. Every, this is not the way God made it. Adam said, I don't need you. I got this on my own. So guess what? I know that we've been taught that we're made in the image of God partially. Okay? Go to Genesis chapter 5 where it says that Adam was made in the image of God. But guess what he did? He messed up the image. So now it says, and then he started having children after his image. Hold on. We're talking about Genesis chapter 5, but his mess up was in Genesis chapter 3, which means that he didn't have any children before his mess up. But after he messed up, his image was murdered. So we're not born after the original image, we took on the murdered image. So don't blame God for the way the world is. Blame us. Okay, let me throw this. Let me let me make sure y'all got this. Don't get mad at Trump. Because America voted him in. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Since he won the votes of the states, we got. was crazy before he got in office. Did you think he was going to, did you think he was going to get better before? God says, when you chose your own way, now you got what you got. And watch this. And God has even put restraints on Satan that he can only do what he allows him to do. The Satan is not running amok. How I know that? Because the Bible says that when he comes back for the church and takes the church out of here, then the restraint will be removed, which is the Holy Spirit. And as long as the Holy Spirit is here, Satan has a restraint on him. As long as the church is here. Now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Did you know that if we get busy doing more of what we're supposed to do, 
the restraint gets even stronger. The, 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 the more your light shines and the more my light shines, the more the light shines. But if we don't know our kingdom business and we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to control us, and then we are dimming our light. It's not the Lord doing the work. It's the Holy Spirit through us doing the work. But we got to allow the Holy Spirit to do the work because he has given us kingdom business to do. Now watch this. My business for the king is not your business for the king. But if you are a child of God, you got business to take care of. God didn't just save you for you to sit here to go to heaven. He kept you here because nobody can do your work for you. You have an assignment with your name on it. And God will bless you more when you are in your assignment. Yeah, you may be blessed, but how many blessings are you leaving on the table? Because we don't know what we have because we haven't read the promises. God is real. Turn to you and say, he's real. Listen, he's not just sitting way up here. He's right here, right now, to help you walk in victory and power. Let me prove this to you. Matthew 28. 16 and 19. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed them. This is after the resurrection. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. Some people say that Jesus doesn't claim to be God. But watch this. Every Jew knows that you don't worship nobody but God. That's the first of the Ten Commandments. Notice what they do when they see him. They worship him. And guess what? Jesus receives it. How can he receive it? He's God. He's the second person of the Godhead who became one of us to do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. Well, what are you talking about, Reverend? You just said that we're going to follow nature. But if you're born again and you're in Jesus, he took you out of the first Adam. Jesus is the second Adam, and he's restoring back to you what the devil took from us. Ah, I see some faces. Let me explain. Somebody which was a man had to take from Satan back what he took from the first Adam. Since there was no man who could do it, God became one of us to do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. We had two enemies that couldn't, we couldn't overcome. One was sin, and sin brought forth death. So Jesus not being born of Adam because, how can I say this? Somebody said, but he was a man that came through Mary, but wait a minute. The nature of you come from the man. Come here, James. Man, you, you got a daughter? Yeah. Did you know 
that you are the one who determined whether your wife was going to have a daughter or a boy? Every woman in here just got the X chromosome. You got the XY chromosome. The Y chromosome means, I think it's either, either or. XY means woman, XX means boy. You are the one who determines the female or male. Not you, ladies. You ain't got one. He got the variance. Hold on. I, let, let me, can, I, can I go a little bit deeper? Can I go a little bit deeper? Because some of y'all think that the male is not important. <laughs> Women live have made y'all think that, why is it that every man on TV or the family is dumb? The Simpsons, dumb. Uh, I don't know, whatever, dumb. It's the dumbing down of the one that God has put as head. And we bought into it. That's why some of y'all don't can't surrender to your husbands. And why I said, if you haven't surrendered to your husband, because you haven't surrendered to God. Hold on, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. You dress up the little girl who she run to. Daddy. Huh? Daddy. You, you did her hair. You put on the dress. Who did she run to? You know why? He's setting the femininity of that little girl. Mama teach her how to be a woman, but dad sets her femininity by telling her she's pretty. As soon as you got finished, she ran in front of her dad and spent the round and said, am, am I pretty, daddy? Mm -hmm. It is in us. You cannot break the pattern of the way God made things. Watch this. So therefore, when Adam fell, everybody fell within Adam. So Mary, nature does not pass down to Jesus because the nature passed down through the male. Thank you, man. Jesus is born of Mary, but not born of a man. He's born of God. So he's got, let me ask you, are you in the first Adam? Are you in Jesus' Adam? you are in Jesus, the second Adam, then what is his is now yours. They worship him. Next verse, go up a verse. But some doubted because they never seen nothing like this before. And he came and he spoke unto them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, for go therefore. You know what he's saying? Because I have power, I am now giving you power to go be my witnesses, to go be my representative, to go do what I lead you to go. Do. Uh, uh, uh. You know, God will prompt you when you want to be obedient. The problem is, if I am supposed to be here, 
and I'm over here, the Holy Spirit won't prompt me but to get in position. Listen, if I'm over here and I refuse to move over there, I'm not going to hear that still, quiet voice. You know why? Because I have shown God that I'm not going to obey him and I'm going to do things my way. Listen, saved. As saved as I want to be. But God is not going to take me to the next level because I have already told him, not your way. The power is when I have lined up my life, my thinking, and I'm not perfect, but I'm trying. I fall, but I get back up. I get out of line, but I get back in line as soon as possible. It's when I'm saying no to him, the Holy Spirit inside of me says, I don't got nothing else to say. Still covered. Still, God will show me favor. But not as much as if I'm there. Guess what? You and I determine how much we get uh, from God. How much power we walk in. You know what faith really is? We have made it so complicated. Faith is, I trust you, Lord. Based on what you already done in my life, I trust you, Lord. I've been through so much, and you've been faithful. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I know you're good, because you don't prove to me you're good. So if you've been good back there, I know you're going to be good right here. Faith is, I don't see it. How in the world can our children have more faith in us than we have in God? When you had a little child, if you told them to jump off the top of the stairs, they, I'll catch you. You know what they would have done? Donnie. Would little Donnie would have jumped? Would Danielle would have jumped? And you could have dropped them. Well, the one says, God can't drop us. Did you hear that? He can't drop us. It's not in his nature to drop us. God can't lie. And what he's saying is, I'm trying to get you. Listen, what's the heart of God? Adam, everything is under your dominion. I keep on telling you, they wasn't running around naked. They was covered with glory. They didn't have clothes. They didn't need clothes. The glory of them being in the presence of God came on the outside. Watch this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me prove it. Have you ever seen somebody that you know that the anointing was on them, you could see it? That is a little bit of glory. Okay. We're falling. We don't even have, I don't think, uh, uh, we don't have, we got a fraction, a decimal of what Adam and Eve was walking in before the fall. So if I can see the anointing 
on folks that's walking in his way, how much more did they have? Guys, watch this. I seen, I seen bodies laying here. That I know Thompson Jordan is good, but they're not that good. And God left residue on that body that you could see that the Spirit of the Lord used to be here. The Bible said that Elisha died and he was long dead because there was bones in the cave. But they was in war and they threw a body in the cave and there was enough Holy Ghost residue on the bones that the dead man got back up and came alive. If God will do that now, can you imagine how much glory, how much anointing was on Adam and Eve before the fall? They was caught up in glory. I don't think that can happen. But, but we ought to be walking in such a way that people can see the anointing on them. We can get as close as we want to. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Let me, let, me, let me hurry up. Mark 6 and 7. And he called the 12 to himself and began to send them out by two by two. And he gave them power over unclean spirits. Matthew 10 and 1. And when he called the 12 disciples, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and diseases. Luke 10, 17 and 20. So when the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons were subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. And the way he's saying is, anything from the underworld you can walk on top of them. Yes, Lord. You know why the apostles was able, after the resurrection, to go out and turn the world upside down? They had already experienced power. Here you get the 12, you get the 12. Now it says 70 because the 12 was the ones that Jesus picked out. But there was much more people following him and was with him. And here you have the 70, and Jesus sent them out in his name. And this was before the resurrection. So I said, now that he done sat down, do you think God haven't empowered you to do what you're supposed to do? Do you think that anything has come your way that God didn't know was coming your way? Did you know that God started at the end, went to the beginning, and if you're going through anything, he knew you was going to go through it, but he already gave you the grace and the power to overcome it. What is it that is too hard for God? In Romans chapter 8, he says, if I gave my son to die for you, won't I give you everything else that you may be more than a conqueror? Haven't I already fixed it? Well, my brother and sister, what I'm trying to say is, Rise up and be who God has called you to be. Uh, if, you, if, you got, if you got to walk around talking to yourself, you ought to talk the word. I said this morning, some of us are so negative. You know, 
how can I say this? Being negative take energy. Listen, talking negative take your energy. There's power in, in your mouth. And if you catch yourself being negative, you need to turn around and start giving God praise. Listen, and yeah, we all got situations, but in spite of the situation, God is still blessing. In spite of what may be going on, God is still working. I have a choice. I can either concentrate on the negative or I can look up to the positive and say, Lord, you're still keeping me. Lord, I haven't lost my mind yet. Lord, I have an expectation on the table. I don't know when my change is going to come, but I know my change is on the way. Listen, when we are waiting on something, the proper way to wait is to thank him and praise him. You don't wait complaining. You wait, listen, if you know that God's going to do it, why complain in your waiting? You may not know when he's going to do it, but I got a promise on the table, and my God can't lie. So I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do, and I know God's going to do what he's going to do. So guess what? Thank you. Thank you. And I know it gets hard. That's why you need to build yourself up. I tell people, you can't watch L.A. Housewives. You can't watch News 24-7 and think your faith is going to be strong. You have to make sure. Listen, there's some negative stuff you can't get away from. That's why you got to spend and make an effort to put the word, pray music, talk to folks who's talking about something. You got to be picky. They know what I, I'm almost done. They tell me chicken and turkeys eat anything. Hold on, we ain't going there. We ain't going there. Not to eat. She done messed up my flow. Now I'm just kidding. <laughs> but notice they can't fly. They fly. Did you ever think that maybe they can't fly because of what they eat? I think I told y'all this, how me and Reverend Willis was going someplace in the car, and, and we, we was, and, and, and we got, and we saw some birds on the side of the road, and they were buzzards. First, I thought they was crows, but once you got close, you realized they was buzzards. And you don't get that close to buzzards most of the time, but they were so engaged in eating dead stuff. 
that they didn't see it. And Reverend Wood said, man, I, when I was a kid, he said, I trapped one of those things. He said, man, those things stink. <laughs> you know, and I started thinking about that. Why do they have a smell? Do you know why they have a smell? Buzzards and vultures eat dead stuff. They would climb up in a carcass of dead, so they got all that dead bacteria on them, and they smell like what they eat. They don't get live stuff. They get dead stuff. Did you know that vultures and buzzards are cousins to eagles? but they can't fly as high as eagles. Did you know eagles don't touch their stuff? They go get lost. stuff. The eagle wake up in the morning and say, hmm, I think I want rabbit. And they go find a rabbit. All right, today is a good day for salmon. And they go get salmon. Why? Because they are the king of the birds. And they got the ability to get whatever they want. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Listen, they are selective about what they eat because they know what they eat is going to determine how high they fly. I heard this week that eagles have been seen by just at 20,000 feet high. No other bird can even breathe at that altitude. They soar higher, and they got the ability to look directly at the SUN because they got a special lens that come over and cover their eyes. So while they are flying, they are looking at the SUN. I wanted a day. Is there anybody looking at the SON? You see, it determines how high you fly is who you looking at. And if you're looking at folks, you ain't flying any high. But if you are selective at what you look at, what you hear, what you think about, who you look at, you can soar with the best of the eagles. You be made to be an eagle, not a crow, not a chicken, not a turkey. You are an eagle. Quit feeding yourself dead stuff. Get some live stuff. Set your eyes on Jesus. Stretch your wings and fly. Walk in your power. Walk in your authority. Rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up, and be what you are supposed to be. We're God's children. We are kids of the king. We are royalty. We are royal priesthood. We got power. We got power. In the name of Jesus, tap into you.
It's not that it's not there. It's that we haven't tapped into it by faith. Listen, waiting's not easy, but it's good. Because while you're waiting, God is working on you. And when he shows up, oh, it's good. When he manifests himself, oh, he's coming with everything. I, when I went to the store, I said, he went like this. I'm probably buying stuff I like. He went like this. And he went like this. He went like this. He went like this. If I did that as a father, when we trust him, how much more will he do that for us when we stand in faith and wait on him? Don't mess up your blessing. Don't mess up your blessing. Can't nobody mess up your blessing but you. Don't mess up your blessing. Don't move out of position. God's been too good for us not to trust him. If he done it back then, if he brought you through that, if he kept you through that, if he did all this, won't he take care of us in the future? Is there anybody got a testimony? Does anybody know that our God is good? Is there anybody can say he did it over and over and over? Is there anybody that been delivered? Is there anybody been healed? Is there anybody seen God make a way out of nowhere? Is there anybody got a testimony? Is there anybody seen God in action? Is there anybody? Is there anybody? Is there anybody? If he did it then, he will do it now. I don't know where you are today, but God.